welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Uh, if you're interested in finding out which books are new, please stop by our Authors on the Air website at www.authorsontheair.com. You can also go on Facebook to our book review crew page where new books of all genres are reviewed on a regular basis. There's something new up there every single day. Um, Today I am talking to an author who just released a new book called Brimstone. And I'm going to tell you about Tamara Thorne. Um, This is almost her, I don't know, 25th book or something. She's written 20 standalones, all of her books. Her writing is, is guided by her fascination with the paranormal, occult, mythology, and folklore. Um, she's been an avid ghost story collector and a writer all her life. Uh, she started off as a journalist and then went to novel writing. So most of her novels range from straight out ghost stories to tales of witchcraft and conspiracies, UFOs, elemental forces, vampires. So, but no matter what she chooses to write about, you'll always find a ghost or two in her, in the background someplace. She and her frequent collaborator, Alistair Cross also share their worlds and continue to co-write about ghosts and other mysterious forces. And by the way, full disclosure, Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross are the hosts of Thorne and Cross Haunted Nights Live, also in the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. So when you have a chance, stop by and uh, at Tamara's website at TamaraThorne with an E.com to learn more. The interesting thing I find about Tamara is that she also conducts real-life investigations of these crazy phenomena and has seen a number of odd things over the years, even though she considers herself, you know, an open-minded skeptic, which is really cool. I'm so proud to welcome back to the show my colleague and friend and best-selling author, Tamara Thorne. Hi, Tamara. Welcome back. Hi, Pam. You make me sound so interesting. <laughs> you are interesting. I know you keep telling me you're oh. not, but I think you're fascinating. So, um, oh, but I, here's the thing I did not know that you, um, you do a lot of, you go to many paranormal groups and you write some, uh, some stories about ghosts and haunting for some of the Southern California newspapers. Um, uh, and you've been on television with some of these weird stories too. I mean, weird to me, probably normal to you. Um, where did you get your love of horror and the mystical and the occult? Where did that all come from? I have no idea. I think I was born that way. Uh, my mom would, I, I would get my mother to take me to cemeteries when I was real little even because I loved, I, I was a very early reader thanks to her and, you know, she'd sit me in her lap. I still remember I was so tiny. She said she read to me from day one, and I'd sit in her lap, and she'd read me books that she kind of liked, like the Wizard of Oz series. And I remember uh-huh. going crazy for Re- Return to Oz because that one was kind of spooky. And uh, pretty soon I wanted to go to cemeteries, and she'd take me, and we'd read gravestones. And um, she bought, I remember she bought me Gypsy Witch fortune-telling cards, and she would buy me any book I wanted. And that was the best part because all I wanted were ghost stories, the true ones. And that was back when, you know, the, the moving caskets on Barbados were the big thing and the, uh-huh. all that stuff. And so it, it was just always there. And ghosts didn't scare me. 
uh, you know, people scare me, but ghosts don't, never did. I just really enjoy it. They're kind of like wow. roller coaster rides. You know, it's so funny because you're born and raised in in, uh, in and around Los Angeles. And um, don't you find that if you were in like New Orleans, that would be like your spiritual city or something? <laughs> Maybe if the weather was more suited to <laughs> my makeup. <laughs> I've never even been there. It sounds so humid. Uh, well, um, well, it is. Yeah. You know, I, I well, live in I, Southwest Florida and humidity is our middle name here. So uh, I get that. I remember yeah. visiting. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's hard. Um California, I like the Southwest. I love ghost town stories and cowboys and all that stuff. So the old ghost towns around here, and, and we have plenty of ruins too. Like South Francisco sure. is full of them, and it's right. it's all good. You know, give me an old amusement park, I'm happy. <laughs> so you've written now. Is it your twentieth or twenty first or twenty second standalone? And it's called Brimstone. And um, I have not. I, it's how many books oh, now? I don't know what number book it is. Probably about <laughs> that with Alistair, but I don't know. <laughs> but I like standalones. Yeah. Uh, I know you do. And um, you're, it seems to me your series are books that you write with Alistair. Um, you have a yeah. tendency to write standalones yourself. I want to mm-hmm. talk about the Brimstone Grand Hotel, which is where this book gets its title. Tell me about yeah. how you vision this. It just, I want you to close your eyes and tell me what you see when you look at the Brimstone Grand Hotel. Well, I don't even have to close them because it's visual is very closely based on a real hotel in Arizona in Jerome. And it's called the Jerome Grand. And I've stayed there a number of times. Um, they'd always tell me the ghost stories. It used to be an old a mining hospital and Jerome is a little bitty uh, historical monument of a town and it's wonderful and creepy and the hotel is too. It, it isn't too changed from when it was a hospital. They've kept it that way and they have their own ghost stories, but this is, this would be a sort of a mm, Spanish style building, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's five stories. The fifth is a penthouse and that, that's where, Delilah Divine lives and sort of picture a non-psychotic, uh, I'm ready for my close-up now type of movie star. For, right. But th- th- it takes place in 68, so she's around in her 50s. And she lives there. Her granddaughter, she has a daughter named Cherry Divine. She's really Charlotte, um, who's a porn star in LA. And she's getting a little long in the tooth, and she's having trouble getting jobs. So she can't stand her mother who is a very big movie star but she needs to dump her daughter somewhere and that's our our protagonist holly and so the story is about holly and delilah and all the things that happen and in this old southwestern hotel um are you inspired by the things you see or do you have ideas popping up in your head all the time both uh i if I want to watch a movie, I have to like play cards or something at the same time to concentrate on the dialogue because otherwise my brain will go, ooh, that's interesting, and go off and make a story. I'm real ADD that way. So I'll, I'll do that. I, anywhere I go is research. It doesn't matter where it is. I don't know how people could go anywhere and not want to be researching. <laughs> do you people watch a lot? Yeah. I probably 
place watch more, but people watch, you know, soak up atmosphere. That's my favorite thing to do. But, yeah, I like to people watch. I'd rather watch them than interact with them on most of the time. Yeah. Uh, do you always have, I wonder what they're talking about, or I wonder why they're moving like that? Does that ever happen to you? Oh, yes. Uh, all the time. Because then it doesn't really matter what they're really doing. I just make something up. Right. So it's it's a a matter of a what if. You're going back to what if. So how fun (laughs) is that? Um, I want to talk for a moment about your writing with your collaborator, Alistair. You've been collaborating with him for quite a long time now. And and it's interesting to me that you guys do everything over Skype. We do. It's great fun. I, I would um, we, imagine the conversations are really funny, but how does the actual writing happen? We share an account in the cloud, and uh, we get on Skype in the morning, and we open our cloud, and we get into our uh, various books, and we, we split it up in the morning. We we usually do our busy work, you know, paperwork stuff, then we work on our solos for a while, and then we stop and read to each other and we, you know, edit each other and ask and brainstorm. And we usually move on to our latest installment of the, the Rivercrest saga. That's our gothic sort of an ode to Rebecca and Dark Shadows and all that. Yes. We're doing yes. a third book there. And then we move on to whatever our primary collaboration is at the moment. And we do this all day long. And How does the writing happen? Yeah. How? Who does the writing on, do Both you alternate it? chapters? Do you, Mm-mm. you know, how does it work? Because you both are, are are so funny and so much fun, but you're both such excellent writers. How do you oh, start yeah. off a chapter? Whoever, whoever's uh, inspired starts to write it frequently. We're writing at the same time. We're in the same file. We're watching each other. We're talking and we're going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And one will write a line, and then the other will write another line. Or if it's really going well, we're writing separate sections of the same chapter, but we're always together. And we honestly almost never know who wrote what. It's uh, We were basically separated at birth, just very far apart. It's just <laughs> and so everything strange is the to same, me. Our sensibilities. It is. It's wonderful. It's amazing because, you know, look, you guys have interviewed Doug and Link, you know, Preston and Child, too. And so, you know, they're Uh on uh, way far apart and they they it's interesting, their writing process. But I don't think I've interviewed any writing couple who writes the way that you guys do. You know, I I don't don't think I get it done. Yeah. I I don't know either. I, I don't I don't know. But but. You two are virtually linked every day, Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah, on the weekends and at night, too. We text oh. all night long whenever somebody yeah. wakes up. You know, we turn off our sound. So when we have an idea, we, we brainstorm to the text machine. That's what we wow. call it. All the wow. time. You now we vacation together, and, you know, it's it's weird. It's it's All I can think of is this must be like having an identical twin. Because, you know, when... I'll pick up the phone when I know that before the text comes versa. It's just strange. We're hooked somehow. Um, how did you two meet and decide to collaborate? That was weird. Um, he was a fan of mine, it turns out, in the 90s. 
and he just he remembered the name Tamara Thorne. One day he wrote to me, and I didn't even see it the first time. Then he made a comment, and I replied. And then he started. He he sold something of his own, and he started a blog and asked me to asked if he could interview me. I said yes, and we did something we never do. We got on the phone together. I, neither of us likes phones. We we always text everybody, and we just couldn't get off the phone. And probably within three days, I said, "You want to try writing a short story together?" And the thing was. We had both experienced collaborating before, and ah. neither of us, we had both sworn never, ever, ever to do it again. And I'm saying, hey, so you want to try writing a short story together? Well, it became the first novel, and it's just gone on from wow. there. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, I remember when um, when I first met you, and um, I was interv- I had asked Alistair to come on. And I, it was before I knew that you were collaborating with him. And he said, oh, you have to meet my writing partner, too. And I said, okay. And you guys were just stinky funny on the show. <laughs> and, 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 and I just had so much fun with you. And you both have such a, just such a smart-ass sense of humor, which is something <laughs> I really appreciate, you know. And um, no. <laughs> so, really, if anybody gets it, I do. And, um, and thereafter – you know, as a producer for the network, I was creating your show and you've uh-huh. spoken to so many fascinating people over the years, haven't you? We really have. We've been really fortunate and we have good friends who recommend us to their good friends and things like that. It's interesting to me how just how popular you are. I always say, and I think you know this, when um, when someone is writes to me, a publishing house writes about a horror novel, and I always say, "Oh no, you're you're talking to the wrong girl," because as I've told you in the past, <laughs> I, it, horror scares the dickens out of me, and um, and uh, <laughs> you know I can't even watch a black and white Vincent Price film, which you glory in all that, but uh, and you've teased me oh, mercilessly yeah. about it, but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I am stunned at what a cult-like presence your show has um your show is always one of the top rated shows in our network because i think people they love the fact that you are talking about all these wonderful you know ghoulish things but you do it with such a good sense of humor you're not trying to gross people out a lot maybe a little bit you know but a little though it depends yeah yeah (laughs) So, um, yeah. who are who are some of the the highlighting guests that you had on, on your podcast? Oh, when John Saul agreed, we about flipped. It turned out some of our friends had told him about us, and we've had him a few times. And uh, you know, he's sort of the godfather of ho- all horror. And um, yes, he's wonderful. What a guy! He's full of old time stories because he's retired now. And Anne Rice came on. We have her right. son Chris on all the time. Right. And that was something. Um, uh, True Blood. Um, my brain is slipping. Charlene. Uh, Charlene. Charlene. She, yeah. she was great fun. Preston and She's Child. a lot of fun. Um, oh, lots and lots of fun. Actually, we, we just love having uh, D.P. Lyle on, another host of yours, because you know yeah. he has all that coroner stuff going on. That's gross out night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's that's for sure. Of people. 
You um, had a lot of really fun people and the Walking Dead people and and uh, oh, yeah. uh Jay. Dexter. Yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. So you've had a lot of really fun people on your show. Um, are you influenced by the writings of any of your guests, Tamara? Uh, you know, my influence has always been from the time I was about seven, Ray Bradbury. I, I, Alistair always says I'm the one who does the place setting. He has always been my influence. And I'm probably influenced. I, I like King because he writes, you know, folksy, and that's what I yeah. favor. Um, right. Probably, probably nobody in particular. Now Doug Clegg, who's a frequent guest, he and I started publishing right. about the same time at the same publishing house, and we're right. a little bit alike. But now it really goes back to Ray Bradbury and all the science fiction I read when I was a kid, and the haunting uh, of Hill House. Yeah, I read right. that when I was eleven, and. It was oh my God! There is a God. I'm and this is she. You know, <laughs> so right? That's what I was always looking for. Was how fabulous! And, um, yeah. How close have you veered towards science fiction? Because I know there's um, a lot of crossover in the genres there. I don't know. One time I wanted to write a book called The Forgotten, and it's it's about a town that's full of ghosts that everybody's starting to see, and it's based on elf waves, which is real. It's not even fiction. It's just fictionalized the way I did it. And my editor said, if you'll write me a vampire novel, you can write this story because it sounds too science fiction-y in it. And uh, it wasn't. It didn't come out sounding science fiction at all. That's probably the closest. And I did Thunder Road, which had a... UFO worshiping cult, and I like getting science into things, but I don't go too far. I research it, and then right. I try not to show that I researched it. Right, right, interesting. Um, what has changed about you and your writing since you first started to the release of Brimstone? Um, I try to be shorter winded than I used to be. Um, it's mm-hmm. easier for me to stop at a 400-page book instead of writing five or 600 pages and cutting. I can pretty much not have to do a huge draft. That's probably the biggest thing. Try not to be as wordy. Um, yeah. My And I, I've just started a series because Alistair keeps talking me into it, but I make sure it's like like Ravencrest that I can do anything I want so I don't get bored. <laughs> well, there you I go. I never thought I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Tell us where we can find you on the webs and in social media, please. And tell us where to find your podcast. Okay. Um, Well, the podcast is at uh, Authors on the Air. Alistair always says all this stuff, so I have to think hard. And you can (laughs) find the uh, Haunted Nights, Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights live page on Facebook and at Authors on the Air. You can find a whole list of every podcast on our on my website or Alistair's at stemmathorn.com. Um, I'm on Facebook as Tamra Thorne and uh, Thorn and Cross and the Thorn and Cross on the Night's Live. I'm on Twitter as at Tamra Thorne. And I think we're in some You're other everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You probably I, are I everywhere. Really, yeah. Probably. Um, but if you look up Tamra Thorne, you'll find me. What's next? What's next, next for Tamra? Yeah. Just for Tamara. Well, just for Tamara. Um, well, several books with Alistair, but uh, this new series is called 
right now, I just call it the Fort Charles series. And if you turn that around, it's a small seacoast town. That's Charles Fort, the the man who wrote about falling frogs and, you know, rains of frogs and all these things like that. So it's a small town, and it stars my sheriff, Zach Tully, from the Jack the Ripper novel, Eternity. And now he's sheriff of this little town. And right now, in this first novel, he's dealing with a serial killer and maybe some killer mermaids. We're not really sure yet. He hasn't wow. figured it out. So I'm having fun with that. And I, I bet yeah. you are. I bet you are. This is Tamara Thorne. She is the best-selling author of quite a few novels. She also co-writes with Alistair Cross. You can find her on the web at TamaraThorn with an E.com. And also, the new book is called Brimstone. I hope that you go and read it. And Tamara, thank you so much for being my guest today. I love you guys, and I'm always so thrilled when I hear from you. We love you, too, and thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening, folks. I appreciate it. And thank you, Mom and Dad. See you later. (laughs) 